This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Hi, everybody, and welcome. My name is Tanya Friedman, and I'm the Chief Operating Officer of Kinetics USA. We help healthcare organizations, hospitals, nursing homes, rehab facilities, surgery centers all over the U.S. with the nursing shortage by bringing in internationally educated nurses. And today we're going to be talking to my colleagues um, about the green card process adjustment of status. Hi, Chris. Hi, Carl. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome. So today's topic is on is um, the adjustment of status green card. Um, and um, Carl, Chris, and Jennifer, before we get started, do you maybe want to just give us a little bit of background for those viewers who haven't seen you before? Let's start with the ladies first. Jennifer. Sure. So um, I am a... Uh, certified Immigration Law Specialist. I've been practicing for over 11 years. Um, I actually worked with Carl Schusterman for many years, uh, and um, we've done plenty of nurse cases before, so I'm happy to be here. Thank you, Jennifer. So Jennifer is one of our experts who will be talking about the adjustment of status reading card if anybody has just joined us. And Chris? Yeah, I'm Chris Musillo. Um, I've been practicing in immigration since the mid-1990s and uh, happy to uh, uh, talk with everybody today. Thank you, Chris. And I think between this team, they probably brought through more uh, uh, green cards for nurses than any other lawyers in the country. Um, and last but not least, Carl Schusterman. Uh, thanks, Tanya. Um, I worked for the Immigration Service in the late 70s and early 80s and started my own firm. Um, uh, we represent several hundred hospitals across the United States, and uh, my wife's Filipino, and I, I think that's probably how I got started. We've Im immigrated maybe about 10,000 nurses to the U.S., and uh, I don't know what we'd do without those nurses. That is for sure. The U.S. needs nurses. Um, this is not a recruitment issue. This is a supply and demand issue. There simply aren't enough nurses. So if you are an international nurse that is sitting in your, your home country and has been dreaming of come to, coming to America, now is the time. Um, Chris, Carl, Jennifer, and I have been doing this for many, many years, and we have never seen such an explosion of demand for international nurses in the U.S. right now. So now's the time to get started. Um, okay, so to the panel. So the topic today is the adjustment of status green card. Let's get started with the basics. Um, Carl, maybe we can start with you. Um, what actually is a green card? A green card means that somebody is a lawful permanent resident of the U.S., so they can live their entire life in the U.S. They're not a U.S. citizen, but they're not on a temporary uh, visa that they have to keep renewing. They can spend the whole, the, the rest of their life living in the United States. Okay. And for many nurses, it can feel very confusing because there's the H-1, there's the TN visa. How does that differ from citizenship? Um, Chris, do you want to maybe explain the differences between like 
well, how is the green card different to a TN or an H1 and how, um, visa um, and, um, and what that would mean for an international nurse? Yeah, so, so the way I like to think about it, Tanya, is in the United States, we essentially, ultimately, you can break most people who are physically into four categories. Uh, you have U.S. citizens, and in order to become a U.S. citizen, you either need to be born in the United States or you need to migrate through the immigration process. At the bottom of the stack, you have folks who are undocumented or illegally in the United States, either um, because they entered illegally or they've uh, violated or overran uh, their status. But it's the two middle categories that I think are key to what you're, you're talking about today, Tanya. So we've got the third category is the non-immigrant visas or temporary visas. And the second category are U.S. permanent residents, what we sometimes call immigrants, and, and, and what Carl was talking about as well, which are green cards. A non-immigrant is a temporary visa holder, and it's usually defined or it's usually characterized by a letter number um, set. So, for instance, we have a TN-1 visa which is a trade NAFTA visa. There are two countries, Mexico and Canada, who have a NAFTA treaty uh, with the United States. So it's a temporary visa. We have other ones you may have heard of, an F1 for students, and H1B is pretty common for some medical professionals. And there's a whole range of these, Tanya, from A1 all the way down to, to U, and they all have subcategories. All the letters of the alphabet. Uh, just about, yeah, they're just, they're just missing a few. And uh, and then again, and they have the subcategory. So it's not just H, but it's H1B, and then there's uh, there used to be an H1C, and then all of these things. In any event, so those non-immigrants, Tanya, are uh, they're in the United States. They're signified by the letter number characteristics, and uh, and their 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 activities that they can do in the United States are limited. So if you have an F1 student visa for the University of California, Los Angeles. You're only lawfully in status as long as you're attending classes at UCLA. And it's important, Tanya, to let you know, I'm generalizing, there's always exceptions to everything. But in a very broad sense, you have to be attending UCLA in order to maintain your F1 status. If you wanted to transfer to Stanford, then you actually have to file paperwork with the U.S. government in order to have your F1 transferred its sponsorship from UCLA to Stanford. Uh, so with the TN, if you're on a TN in the United States and you're with a hospital, uh, let's call it the University of Cincinnati Hospital, which isn't too far from where I am, and you want to then go to another hospital, maybe um, uh, uh, Johns Hopkins, let's say, again, same thing. You would need to have your TN transferred from, from one to the other. That's different than the permanent residency, the green card. With the green card, you essentially are free to engage in almost any activity you want in the United States. It's not U.S. citizenship. There's a few things that make it different. You're not allowed to vote, for instance. Um, if you commit um, a, a slew of criminal acts, uh, potentially could be deported still, whereas U.S. citizens can't be deported. But it's almost like citizenship other than a few of these different characteristics. But that's the basic difference between the non-immigrant temporary visas like TN and the immigrant visas, uh, green cards. Okay, that's a great explanation, Chris, because it's very confusing for many nurses to know what's permanent, what's what's an immigrant or a non-immigrant visa, and how their particular status fits into that. And Jennifer, if a nurse gets a green card, how does that affect the family? So if they're married, if their spouse and kids? Well, um, they can make their family members derivatives to that green card application. So their family members will qualify as well to obtain their lawful permanent residence. 
Okay, so they so they when they get sponsored, then if they marry, their spouse can also live and work in the U.S. and obviously the kids can come with. Correct, exactly. Okay, good. All right, so that's the good news. And I can tell you, I was an immigrant. I came here 21 years ago, and from South Africa. And getting that green card is just there. It's just one of the best days of your life as an immigrant. Um, only second to getting your citizenship, which is really you know one of the one of the best. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. AMN Healthcare Network is currently recruiting registered nurses around the world to live and work in the United States. To learn more and apply, go to amnhealthcare.com international. That's amnhealthcare.com forward slash international. On with the show. So we've now established what the green card is. Let's talk a little bit about the two different kinds of green cards. So you've got your consulate green card and your adjustment of status process. And Carl, can you talk a little bit about the consular process? Sure. So most nurses go through counselor processing. That means that they're located in a foreign country and they have an employer in the United States who files a petition on their behalf. We call it a Form I-140. Once the petition gets approved, and if their date is current, which means they're at the beginning, they're at the front of the line for green cards, because in some categories, there's a long wait. Fortunately, right now for Filipino nurses, it is current. So that means there, there is no uh, official waiting time. I mean, there might be uh, considerable waits just because there's a pandemic and the U.S. embassy, the U.S. embassies not only in Manila, but all over the world are only partially open right now. Um, but when they get to the uh, you know front of the line, their I-140 has been approved. It goes to a place called the National Visas Center where the nurse has to uh, show different types of paperwork Um, And then they schedule the nurse for an interview at the U.S. Embassy. Uh, That's the counselor uh, processing. The uh, U.S. Embassy and counselors. Back in the 80s, I remember, I don't know if they have it anymore, but uh, there was, uh, my wife's from Cebu, and they had a a consulate in Cebu. And since at that time I was working for the Immigration Service, they invited me in, and I got to sit around and chat with them. But uh, but they call it counselor processing, whether you're going to a U.S. consulate or whether you're going to the embassy in the country. And they give you an interview, and they make sure that you're admissible, which means you're not a criminal, you're not a terrorist, you haven't committed immigration fraud. And then, of course, that you have this job that sponsored you to come into the United States they approve the green card application and you have 180 days to get on a plane and fly to the United States. And only when you actually arrive in the U.S. and are admitted in the airport uh, are you considered a green card holder. 
Okay, so that that um, gives us a, a really good clarification on the consulate green card process. And as Carl said, most international nurses will come through that route. But there is another um, another route that we're going to be talking about, and that is the adjustment of status process. Jennifer, if you want to maybe talk about like the adjustment of status process um, and what how that is different. Sure. So adjustment of status. Um, is basically when you apply for your lawful permanent residence or green card while you're in the United States. So perhaps you're here on an H-1B visa and your employer um, is filing a petition on your behalf. You could file your adjustment application. Uh, with, uh, well, right now, since the visas are current, you could file that all together uh, while you're inside the U.S. And then once you file the application, um, you know, obviously, well, I, I assume we're going to go through what documents and things you would need to have with that. You'll eventually either attend, they'll request you to come to an interview for your green card, they could approve it without an interview in the U.S. Okay, so we're going to go through that process. And um, Chris, can you talk a little bit about all the different kinds of visas that you might be on that would qualify for an adjustment of status green card? So Jennifer spoke about if you're on an H-1 visa, um, a non-immigrant work visa, what are the other kinds of uh, visas that that a, can, that's, that a nurse might be on that would qualify for the adjustment of status? Yeah, so if you remember, Tanya, I was talking about that there's all these visas from A-1 down to almost the end of the alphabet. Almost every one of them can qualify for an adjustment of status. There's a tiny handful of them that are pretty rare that don't qualify for the adjustment of status in the broadest sense. However, in the specific sense, an adjustment of status process is uh, legally one of the more complex processes uh, that we undertake at the law firm for the most, you know, in, in employment-based work anyway. And it's because, and, and Jennifer hinted at this, we have to make sure that you are uh, legally present and you haven't been violating your status. And so that, that's why it's important to bring in an attorney who's experienced with the adjustment of status process to make sure but, you know, in, in the broadest sense, most non-immigrant statuses will qualify for the adjustment of status and the employment-based um, uh, green cards, which is the ones that the nurses are almost always going to go through unless maybe they're marrying a U.S. citizen, even have a little more uh, liberal, they're a little more liberal. You can actually even have some small times that you have not been maintaining your status or out of status. Again, it's a little bit of a complicated matter. I, I don't think this is probably a good forum for it, but uh, I do think the adjustment of status is definitely not something that most most nurses are going to undertake on their own. Okay, good. So you've got to get experts like the panel here to help with an adjustment case. So for a nurse who might be here as a student, might be here on the TN visa, uh, you know, as Chris said, a number of different visas might qualify for that adjustment of status process. So the process, the steps that, that we need to go through, and um, know that we have the, um, the, the, the basically five steps, as everybody knows. So we've got the pre-filing steps, we've got the I-140 step, we've got the adjustment of status, the I-485, the issuance of the EAD and the advanced parole, and then the visa. So let's go through each of these step by step to the panel. Um, uh, Chris, do you want to maybe talk a little bit about the pre-filing stage and also how long that takes? Yeah, so no, absolutely. Happy to do it. So uh, the, the first step, or it's, it's sort of two, two related mini steps, is the prevailing wage determination and the notice posting. 
this stage is not tied to any particular nurse or applicant. It's really just tied to the employer. And so if an employer is new to this process, they have to undergo that, that prevailing wage determination and that notice. If they're an employer who's regularly in, uh, filing for green cards on behalf of nurses, there's a decent chance that some or all of that first step has been completed. But for a new, uh, for a new process, what has to happen, and indeed it happens behind the scenes, even for regular uh, companies who regularly engage in green cards, we file a, a form online at the U.S. Department of Labor's worksite, 9141, and it's called the Prevailing Wage Determination. And what that is, is the employer, usually through the attorneys like, like Jennifer and Carl and I, are filing a 9141 with the Department of Labor. And we are saying this uh, hospital, this healthcare facility, this nursing home group is seeking to hire a nurse. And we list the job description. We explain how much experience is required, what kind of educational levels for something like a nurse. We would indicate that NCLEX passes a requirement, a few other things like this. And we let the U.S. Department of Labor know all of those criteria for the job. And then the U.S. Department of Labor comes back to us and they say, OK, for that job in that city in the United States, you must, you as the U.S. employer, cannot pay less than X dollars, $25 an hour, let's say, just to pick a number. Um, and then it's up to the employer whether they want to pay the $25 or if they want, they can pay a little higher. Usually they're paying around it, but maybe a little higher depending on the employer and depending on the time of year and, and these sorts of things. Uh, now, that process historically had only taken about 60 days. This process came into being, I think, in 2004. And for about, gosh, 12 or 15 years, it was pretty good to get approved in 60 days or so. And in the last maybe two years or so, that 60 days is up to about five or six days, which is a real shame because the process hasn't changed. It's really the exact same process. They've changed the form now. It's a little more electronic, but it's basically the same process. And, uh, and so it's a shame, but it does take five or six months. Also, during that process or immediately after that process, and it can depend on the time of the year, we also have to... Uh, have the employer hang a notice posting. It's a, it's a paper posting. Uh, and we, we hang it up at the employer's work site. And if the employer has multiple work sites, then we have to hang it up in all of the, maybe the hospitals the employer has. And it notifies U.S. workers and any other workers who are on site at that facility that this hospital is seeking to, to again hire nurses and that we, the employer, will pay the nurses not less than, again, maybe $25 an hour. Um, and so that process, the notice posting has to go up for 10 business days and then it actually has to come down for 30 days. So we say it's ripe in 40 days. Really, it's a little closer to 50 days or 45 days because of weekends and holidays. Um, and again, sometimes we can do that at the same time that the prevailing wage determination is going on. Sometimes we can't. That's going to come down to the employer and it's really going to come down to the time of year because on July 1st, the wages trip up again. And, and so we're not able to, to, to maybe uh, jump the gun a little bit there. Anyway, that's the first step. That's that pre-filing part time. Okay, so thank you for that, Chris, because many people don't know what that pre-filing is. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. AMN Healthcare International is currently recruiting registered nurses around the world to live and work in the United States. We offer both direct hire and staff recruitment 
giving you more options and flexibility to begin your American dream. To learn more and apply, go to amnhealthcare.com international. There's also a link in the description. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations. Thank you.